Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, the time now is uh, one minute past eight, um, and we're now moving forward uh, for the agenda of uh, meeting two. Okay, just get my agenda up in front of me. Okay, we have item uh, 23, which is apologies, which uh, basically. Uh, <coughs> Council members are concerned is the same as for the previous meeting. Okay. Um, we don't need to go around the table because uh, all councillors are still present as in the previous meeting. Andrew. I have an additional declaration of interest. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'll, I'll just come to that now. Um, so, uh, declarations of interest, uh, again, if we wish to go around the table, uh, I'll start off by saying uh, none, as I can see, uh, on this agenda. None at the moment. No. None at the moment. No. Andrew. Uh, obviously, uh, member of Cheshire West and Chester Council, also Castle Park Trust Executive Chairman, but because we've got a police item, and a member of Cheshire Police and Crime Panel, also at the moment. Whether I remain so after you, goodness only knows. But there we go. Okay. None at the moment. None at the moment. No. 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 Okay. No. Thank you. Um, Item 25, then, is the minutes of the meeting number 11, which was the 25th of March, uh, 2019. Everyone had a chance to see these meetings, uh, minutes, Judith? Okay. Yeah, no. yeah, so is proposing acceptance, yeah. Frank is seconding. Can we have a show of hands on that, please? Okay. Yeah, uh, any one against? Any abstentions? Just because they yeah, form because of sound. Yeah, okay. Can you uh, initial and yeah, uh, just uh, bear with me a second and I'll uh, sign these minutes. Initial and sign. Minutes, uh, item 26, minutes of the meeting number one, uh, to note that these, of course, will be presented at the next meeting for approval. Yeah. That's just a note. Uh, item 27 is right for the public to speak, and 27.1 was the report from our PCSO, Neil Flanagan. Unfortunately, he can't be here tonight, but he has uh, presented um, a, a written report. Uh, oh, right, okay. Um, before I read this out? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, rights for the members of the public to speak. I think we have had a couple of requests for uh, people to speak. Um, there's a lady that came in that said she'd she have some more Sorry. I, my name's Eve Doherty. I emailed in and had a reply saying that I had a right to speak. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah, okay, that's fine. If you'd like to come forward. Could I just ask councillors up at the end there, could we maybe move the microphone um, just so that it's a little bit further up so that there's, uh, we're, we're definitely going to pick up the sound. I think both of them will pull a bit of things. We've got some slack in the cables. 
Okay. You just like to say your, your name for the tape if you would please and just what you'd like to speak about. Um, my name's Eve Doherty. Um, I've been a resident in Frodham for 16 years. I work at Halsby High School. I'm um, a member of Frodham Silver Band and a trustee of Frodham Youth Association and I've got four children. So over the years I've been involved in or, or been part of lots of small groups in the local area and have seen the um, very active presence of the various mayors over the years. And I'm really um, just asking you to consider reinstating the mayor's allowance, which I understand has been cut. Um, it's, a, it's only a small amount of money. I don't see how... Um, he can be expected to do his job uh, efficiently without it, without funding it himself. And if he's got to be in, uh, trying to get sponsorship or fundraise that, then that distracts from the other fundraising that will, will go on. Um, obviously, this is for things like, you know, attending events, maybe... Um, uh, a catalyst for other fundraising or giving small donations which often when it's um, sort of on the at, the at the hard face a small donation can make the biggest effect. Okay, thank you very much. Um, we, we do have an item on the agenda there at 33 uh, towards the end of this meeting uh, to, to actually consider what we've just spoken okay. about. Thank you very much. Uh, is there any other members of the public that have asked to speak this evening? Did, did I haven't asked to speak, no, but I would like to speak. I understand it's an open town meeting and we can't speak. Is that correct? Uh, no, no. Or, or uh, somebody else actually say that um, if you do uh, let the clerk know three days in advance what you wish to speak about and it needs to be on the agenda. So if there is an item which is on the agenda, is there an item on the agenda that you wish to speak about? Uh, haven't got an agenda, don't know. Uh, Would it not be easier just to let me speak? I think you can at the chair's discretion, can't you? Um, We've done that in the past. So it's an open town meeting and fraudulent residents can't speak unless we give you notice. Well, that is, a, I mean, our hands are tied. That's not our rules, that is the standing orders. Well, I propose um, that we suspend standing orders. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, what, what, what I'm happy to Sorry, do... What I'm happy to do then for this item is um, suspend standing orders for the duration of the item and then reinstate standing orders once you finish speaking. Um, yeah, we, we need to have a proposal for that. Yeah, we'll Andrew is proposing. Can you know what the subject is first, please? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll agree in principle because we can't really then decide that we're going to go back on it because we don't like what somebody's going to speak yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so we need to right. make sure that we get things in the right order. So we, we had a, uh, a proposal there and we had a seconder. Can we have a show of hands to suspend standing orders? We have anyone against that for the tape? Any abstentions? Okay. Um, carried. That's carried. 
Okay, um, quite happy to let you speak um, now, um, but just be aware that I will allot you no more than 10 minutes to speak, I think. Three minutes. Right, okay, thank you for that. Three minutes, okay. I just might decline. Well, that's, that's your prerogative. Politics again, isn't it? Well, no, it's unfortunately, it's standing orders that we're adhered to. It's nothing personal. It's not even personal to Roger. Can, can I just say, Frank, how long have I been attending open town meetings? Since I was 16. Yes. This, this is oh, not, is that, oh, oh, uh, just, just a point of order. This is not the, the open town meeting. That's what it says on your website, open town meeting, uh, full town meeting, something like that. And it was always held in May. That's the uh, that is a different meeting. meeting. That was held in March. It was always held in May. Right. Apologies for that. And when I looked on the internet, it said 7.30. Mm, yes. I've obviously, yeah. obviously crossed wires, but what I don't want to do is get into you know, oh. a tedious argument over what meeting. Well, I would hate to be tedious. Please try and I would really hate to be tedious. Really to be tedious. For, for three minutes. All right, I've got a few questions. Have you still got £300,000 in the bank? Yes. This council? Yes. What do you intend to do with that £300,000? There is a budget which is available on the website. If you want to give me contact details, I can send a copy of the budget. But you can't tell me now what you intend to do? Not in three minutes, unfortunately, no. You could have done in ten minutes, perhaps. Is that why it was cut down to three? No, I was, I was correct. You're right, okay. Uh, that is the protocol again. It's beyond my control. So you're not going to tell me, other than I've got to look it up on the website. All we can tell and you wait is till that next yes, March we, before we, we can have again. money in the bank and we have a financial plan for the coming year. Um, we, we, you know, that, that is available for anyone to see. We have no secrets as to where we spend money. And again, that information was available on the website under the uh, meeting notes for this meeting. So the budget has been publicised more than once. So I think roughly the council spends its money on some of our parks, for example, that's what we've done, the Christmas lights, um, we give away six grand in grants, um, and we do uh, planting around Frodgen too, and various other things, um, just to list. Yeah, I'm quite happy to stop your three minutes there and, and give you that to use. Um, Joel, if you could maybe just pick out um, some bullet points from that on headings and amount of money that, that is allotted to be spent. Under environment, we have a maintenance fee, of, a maintenance cost of uh, ten thousand, with an environment total of ten thousand pounds. Under community, we have maintenance costs of sixteen thousand, uh, street furniture a thousand, rent and rates two thousand, Christmas lights. 750, over 70s vouchers, £12,000, um, restoration of the War Memorial, 115710 making a total community budget of 147710 Under cemetery, which is uh, running costs, we have rent rates and services, which amounts to 6000 and maintenance costs of 2000 making a total of 8000 for the cemetery. Going on from that, we have amount of £200 for town meetings, town meeting we held in March. Festival of Walks, we have a budget of £1,250. £350 for the Remembrance Service, 
6,000 for the Christmas festival, 2,250 for New Year's Eve celebrations. Under PMP, which is policy and process, we have the rent and the service charges for the buildings here, uh, which amount to 5,100. Uh, along with other associated charges and office costs. We then have, uh, we're reinstating, well, we're going to look at reinstating chairman's allowance. Expenses and training of 1,200. We have a council-owned van, uh, which has an associated cost of fuel and insurance of 1,500, making it a total of 90,000 £837,000. We then have a grants budget of £6,000, which comes under the Policy and Process Committee. For, under earmarked capital projects, we have £1,000 for infrastructure and street scene, £5,000 for Christmas lights, £1,000 for IT, and we have £45,000 earmarked for an extension to the burial ground, which has already commenced. Then under projects, we have some money, £1,000 for neighbourhood plan. We needed to put £10,000 in the budget for elections. If we had had contested elections in all four wards, that would have cost the council £10,000. As it is, it's there as a contingency, because during the year, it could happen under by elections called. So there is contingency money there. Uh, and we have £4,000 put aside for community safety. Altogether, the capital programme is 77,680, and the total payments, i.e. the total budget, is 372,752 pounds. So really, you've still got 300,000 pounds in the bank, so. Can I just make a quick, we've forgotten the youth club. Yeah, we, we subsidise the youth club. It's immaterial. The question was, have you still got 300,000? Yeah, we, we, we've got that money in... And what I, I met, my question that, that was... That is what it's going to be spent on during the year. 300,000 pounds? Yeah, the total budget... Are you the richest town council in Cheshire? No. I can't, I can't believe that there are many that have got more money than Frodham Town Council. No, that money is all earmarked to be spent this year. £300,000? Yes, I've just explained that the budget, the total budget for the year is £372,752. Yeah. Um, because two, two major, well, our two major products, uh, projects that have been mentioned several times is the Tarvin Road Cemetery. Like at Olympic, we people will continue to, to need that cemetery. And we've got to invest in it now because if not, will be in a position in a short space of time where we, we can't bury or, or allow people to put their ashes there. So we've got to invest money. And the other one, uh, and, and morally I'll, I'll fight this one, is that we've got to look after the war memorial. And although we've got quite a large grant to help with that, we're still having to put money into that. And, and I'm very emotive about that, and I don't mind saying that, that I, I you know, I'm, I'm happy and it's proper and morally right, right for us to maintain that cenotaph. You see, what, what gets to me is you put the precept up again this year. We've put the precept up by the smallest amount, and that was only after we cut everything to the bone. Again, you, you know, if you listen with respect to the podcasts that were made, you will see how we went to the pound on what we were cutting back on some things. You know, as low as we, we could get everything, and that meant 
you know, giving up to certain things and that to get to that figure. So that precept, I admit it went up, but that if we hadn't have cut everything to the bone, that precept would have had to have gone up a lot more. But it's not, don't have this myth that, that we are sitting on vast pots of money. I think you are somewhere. Well, I, I, I would There's 300,000 pounds and you're not sitting on pots of money. No, because we have just explained that money is earmarked. If, if we hadn't to put that little increase in the precepts, we would have been a broke council. You see, I know various people in Frodium, and one old lady comes to mind straight away. She spent all last winter and the winter before living in one room to keep warm. And then somebody comes along and puts up her, call it what you will, I've got my own name for it, the rates. And that poor woman struggled to pay her rates. And you're sitting on £300,000 and you can't wait to shove it out through the no, door. It, 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 I'm sorry, but it's false logic that, that you quoted. I mean, and, and, you know, we do what we can for our elderly population. All right, it's only a small amount, but we give everybody, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you, you do it in such a glib way. You put the precept up in such a glib way. You know, uh, I myself was, was disgusted when my rates bill came this time. I'm not strain on the rates these but days. Can, can I, just I don't get value for money. No. Can, can well, I let's, just let's, say that you were disgusted with it, but did you look at how much we put it up and how much Cheshire West has put it up? Or how much I'm, a, I'm as disgusted with Cheshire West as I am with you. Oh, the okay. only trouble is, well, I, I, I appreciate you've you heard me say this before, the people in Cheshire West yeah. Don't, don't uh, anyway, I, I, I take on board your points. Um, I don't think we're going to come up with a solution at the drop of the hat. No, but we I would like you to... all information available to you may need. And if you I would like you to consider next time you put the precept up about the old lady that's living in one room just to pay okay. her rates. Okay, that's it's not fair. Thank, thank you for your points this evening. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Pleasure. Any other members of the public then that had asked to speak before I reinstate standing orders? Just, just the breakdown of the salaries really, £90,000. I was wondering why it was £90,000. The salaries. Who gets paid £90,000? Because we need, I, I mean I'm not going down that road. Is it to do with the maintenance is it and stuff? Is it to do with the maintenance of the parts and stuff? We employ an estate manager, we, yeah. we have an office manager and, and we have the clerk, yeah. yeah, um, yeah and I, although I don't want to get into an argument about no, salaries, no, 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 no. <coughs> um, what, what I would like to point out is that we sought advice from the Association of Parish yeah, Councils and the salaries that we're paying are very reflective of what other councils are paying throughout the UK. So, you, you know, it's not that we are rich, Roger. Um, no, I'm pay no, no, I, I just, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just making a point there that yeah. we, we are paying what every, and a lot of councils are paying, I, I believe, more, more than we pay, mm. you know. Okay, thank, thank you very much. What I'd like to do is reinstate standing orders at this point. Do we have to do a vote on that again? No. No? no? Oh, thank you, Frank and Joe. Okay. Um, right, uh, the report from the PCSO. Uh, Neil Flanagan can't make it this evening, it's one of the rare occasions that he hasn't made the meeting. Um, and um, do you wish me to read out his report or do you want to read it at pleasure? Okay, thank you very much. 
Um, okay, item 28, financial management. This is covering the period uh, from the 1st of April to the 30th of April, and it's to approve and sign the financial report. I'll, I'll move that as a, a true record, because um, the clerk will tell you, uh, I like figures now, that's what I'm going to do every day. I, I appreciate you've audited that for us, Frank. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. Okay, so... Uh, I move that to be accepted. Can I have a second look at that? That's Councillor Judas Critchway. Can we have a show of hands on that, please? Can you note that I'm voting against, please, specifically in the minutes? Sorry, you're... Voting against the financial uh, arrangements that are here, and I'd like it noted, oh. please. Okay. And also, I'd like specifically to speak on the balances that are in the accounts. When, sorry, when would you want to do that? I'd do it now. I'm just conscious you've taken item 28, and it's 28.12 and 3 yeah. I'd like to talk to. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so break, breaking that down then. 28.1 paid expenditure. This is to note that the total expenditure in April 2019 was £17,993.43. Okay, so duly noted. Um, 28.2 received income to note that the total receipts for the same period was £277,137.37. Duly noted. Yeah. 28.3 to note, this is the bank reconciliation, to note that after all considerations, total ca uh, cash balances at the end of April were £568,867.14. This is where Andrew, you wish to uh, raise a point on that. Absolutely. I have every sympathy with the gentleman who's spoken uh, before. Um, I find both the Cheshire West council tax rise, but more particularly the FTC council tax rise, very, very hard to stomach. It was 23% uh, last year. And can I just make the point, I think we all do want to see the War Memorial restored, and I'll accept the figure of 115,000. But if, for example, you decided to take that over four years rather than over one year, instead of 115,000 hit, it would have been, I'll allow for interest, 30,000 hit. You could have borrowed the money and actually dealt with it without shocking the council tax because the war memorial um, expenditure is something which is for the long term it doesn't have to be taken all in the one year the other thing i'm very conscious of you've heard that your total budget is 372,000 in terms of the planned expenditure uh, next year the total balances that we're looking at now are more than £200,000 greater than that, £568,867. Now, it's absolutely right that we keep a prudent level of reserves, whatever we choose that to be. But when I look at this, I'm seeing a £200,000 variance between what is in the cash balances at the moment and what the planned budget is. Now, there may be some very, very good reasons for it. It's why I specifically ask that we examine the budgets in detail at a subsequent council meeting. Tonight isn't the time to do it. But I think the community wants to know, and I certainly want to know, why there is this £200,000 variance. Um, I think we have to put the interests of our council taxpayers first, foremost and central. Uh, there are a lot of people who struggle to pay, and whilst the FTC element 
is off the order of £70 or so in the year, for some people that's a massive amount of money and we owe it to our residents not to put a penny more on the council tax than is absolutely necessary. And as I say, I'm all for repairing the War Memorial, I'm all for celebrating it, but we don't have to hit the budget all in one lump, all in one year. We can fund it, we can borrow. What better time to borrow when interest rates are at an all-time low? And there would be plenty of authorities and <coughs> the public local workers board and so on and so forth who would almost certainly lend us the money. There's also the prospect of us asking uh, our own uh, residents to lend us money through bonds. Local authorities have not done it for many, many generations, but the powers are there uh, to raise money, and there are other ways of doing it. Um, but I am, I, one of the reasons I decided to stand for the town council again was I was utterly shocked by the 23% rise by this, this council's uh, precept. Uh, and as I say, I, I think we owe it to the good people of Frontsham to make sure that we only raise what we need and we are clever and sensible in the way that we do it. So not for tonight, please, but at some point, I do want an explanation of the variance of the 200,000 that's between the bank reconciliation that we have and our annual budget. And the other thing I would like to inquire, again, I don't need the answer tonight, and can I encourage it to happen if it doesn't happen? Do we do cash projections? Do we do cash flow projections so we can work out what it is that our expenditure and our income is going to be so that we don't keep an excessive buffer against the evil day, that we're actually sensible enough to know what our income is going to be, it's predictable through the council tax and the other uh, uh, things, and what our expenditures are, they too should be pretty predictable uh, against the budgets that we have. So I'm very much with the gentleman who spoke uh, before, and it's something that I think this new council needs to look at in great detail, and if you listen to me, you don't have to listen to me, but if you listen to me, I'll be putting the taxpayers front and centre. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, I support every word he said. It's in the minutes. I played Laniel in here when they put it up. Played Laniel. I know what people, I live amongst them. And you're quite right. And that gentleman's quite right. We should never have put it up. We should have steadied our things and gone slow to time. You're quite right. And even the police and that, we've got no police and yet we've got more money to pay them. Same with the fire service, we're paying more money for less. And same with West Cheshire and Chester, we're paying more for something when you pick up <coughs> some leaves up from October in February and March in Frodham. And I tell you, Councillor um, Dawson, I'm supporting you all the way, and I always will. And I mean that, it's not very often to do, but I can take it from you. You said, and it's the top of the nail tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Chairman. I think, Mr. Chairman, I think um, I have every sympathy with everybody that has to pay whatever they have to pay. But I think one of the reasons why the council, and I wasn't sitting on the council, that decided to put it by 23%, but when I first joined the council, we had to put it up by 50.3% because the reserve had been spent on falsely keeping the preset low. So what we didn't want to, well, my perspective of this, we didn't want to put it up massively ever again and to do it with small increments wouldn't do as much harm. But I think that was the reasoning behind it. I don't know whether it was or it wasn't, but that was my take on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was around at that time, and uh, 
you know, why I agree that we don't want to put the precept up by massive amounts, and I honestly believe we kept it where we, as low as we could, you know, is the answer to tell people that we're rich for four years when we were actually spending the family silver. That's right. I'd like answers to maybe that. Judith? Um, I'd just like to remind um, our councillors that were on the previous council and for the benefit of new councillors, we did consider a loan, but it was at the last minute. And we can't just go out and decide we want to borrow, we have to go to public consultation. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people in Brodgham that say they don't want the council to get into debt because they're paying twice over then. Even with low interest rates, you end up paying more. Um, well, Hindsight is a, is a marvellous thing. Yeah. And I'm not blaming third parties, but we were left uh, dangling for a long, long time on how much the grant was going to be, whether there was indeed going to be a grant. And the timetabling in the end just didn't allow us. So it wasn't that we deliberately uh, went for one big watch. It was just circumstances. At the end, really, we had to run with, with, with the yeah. back almost. And we can't afford to lose the income from the cemetery. OK, everybody's points are uh, duly noted. Thank you for that. Can we just go back to approving these accounts as they are, frankly, yeah. proposed? Yeah. Second. Yeah. Can I have a vote on the accounts as circulated? Um, and you've noted my objection to them. Yeah. Thank you. But your objection isn't to the fact that something and hasn't been paid or there is... No, 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 I, I can't approve them. I, a, I wasn't here, but B, I don't like what they contain. But they so are accurate. They are accurate. They may be accurate. That, that is what the proposal is, that they're accurate accounts. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, so... That's just to be sure that's what you're voting on, yeah. members, yeah. OK? So, uh, Councillor Dawson, are you ob objecting or abstaining? I'm objecting. Oh, you're objecting. OK. Can I ask you to sign those and that's carried? OK. Do you want each one of these? Uh, initial each one, please, yeah. signed on the back. Just bear with us a moment, folks, while yeah. I sign these. Item 29 um, is the committee minutes. Um, we have 29.1, the planning, 29.2, uh, planning again, 29.3, planning again, 29.4, events, 29.5, cemetery, uh, point <coughs> 7, point 7, uh, community, point 8. Mr. Chairman, yeah. I just want to raise one point on okay, the 29.4 events committee. Yeah. Um, there was a, a proposal that the New Year's Eve fireworks should be not be part of events committee, but it should go to community committee. I think until we've actually done a review of the committees, we shouldn't yeah. make. Okay, yeah, change. yeah, okay, so with but that, uh, subject to that, I'm happy to, yeah, subject to consideration, <coughs> can we take on Council Bolton's suggestion? It was 1961. Um, we're noting the minutes, they haven't yet been approved by that committee, so that, 
I can't do what you're saying. If you, the the right. thing here is to note that you've been circulated, but you're not approving the minutes at this point. The, the committee will need to approve the minutes. Mm. Okay. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, so that, that <coughs> amendment can be done at the committee rather than here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody happy with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, taking that into consideration, can can we take that uh, on block? Yeah. Uh, I think Councillor Bolton uh, suggested it. And yeah. so can we have a show of hands on that, please? And for the tape, that is unanimous around the table. Right? Um, and the same here, um, item 30, working group records. Uh, this is the neighbourhood plan steering group, 30.1. We have one, two, three, four uh, minutes of steering group meetings there. Can we take those on block again? Yeah. Same proposer yeah. and same seconder. Show of hands again, please. And again, that's unanimous, thank you. Uh, item 31 is Cheshire West and Chester. Uh, to receive a verbal report from Cheshire West and uh, Chester councillors. Uh, one of you or both of you would like to come forward and, uh, and, and again, please take this the right way and as brief as possible if you want to please. Thank you. Right, okay. Well, uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen of the new Frodham Town Council. Uh, we are your elected uh, Cheshire West and Chester councillors for the next four years. Uh, we were very pleased to be re-elected with a slightly higher Vote share and a slightly higher turnout than we're, we're used to seeing. So it's uh, it's uh, great to be back. Um, quite a lot of things, I think, uh, are on our joint agenda. And uh, I guess uh, we'll run through a couple of things that are happening uh, um, literally this week and uh, uh, that we think are our uh, sort of priorities going forward. Uh, and then probably, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll come to a little bit of a conclusion in terms of uh, of um, some suggestions about how we might actually sort of collaborate uh, going forward from here. Uh, tomorrow is our annual council meeting at Cheshire West and Chester, where we elect leaders and things of that nature. Um, the election has basically seen the council move into no overall control. Um, the Labour Party have the largest group, so they will be um, setting the agenda, but we are hoping that there will be a greater amount of uh, collaboration and cross-party working, seeing as they don't necessarily have the, the numbers to force things through this time. They're going to have to work to, uh, uh, to build a, a coalition of the, of the willing. It's worth stating the numbers. The Labour Party have 35. Everybody else combined has 35. Uh, 28 uh, Conservatives, two Lib Dems, four Independents and one Green in, in our neighbouring community of Helsby. So, so much will depend on who the chair is or is not and whether it's a political appointment or an independent appointment and so on and so forth. So, we, we, we can't tell you what's going to happen because we don't know. So, tomorrow night um, we've tabled three notices of motion. Uh, the, the group, the Conservative group, have all of which both of us were heavily involved in uh, putting forward, and we've tabled as it four or five questions between us. The notice of the motion, the most important one, is to uh, immediately suspend car parking charges across the borough and where they are already in place uh, to make sure there's a minimum of three hours free. It's drafted in that way so it caters for every community, not just Frodsham. If it was Frodsham, of course, we would just say forget the lot um, in entirety. 
Uh, we've also tabled a motion and a question on air quality, effectively saying why is it that the uh, Cheshire West and Chester Council has not gone with uh, improving our air quality? It's traffic pollution related. Why have they not uh, done so? Um, as Mally knows, because he caught me out taking some of the photographs, I have photographed Howie Lane and Ashton Drive extensively. Again. I have posted those photographs publicly. Again. I have again, I have referred to the posting directly to the council and asking the direct question, effectively, how in the name of all that is good are we in the situation with both Ashton Drive, which has been a dreadful state for years and years, but Howie Lane in particular, let's think about the downhill run, which is coming in just over a month's time. There is loose gravel on the surface. I mean, it is absolutely unsafe to consider running in those conditions. But I remember asking the same question last year. Uh, indeed. Uh, I think um, we're certainly getting a lot of people uh, raising questions with us because the car park meters are now installed in the um, respective car parks across town. We don't yet have a go-live date. Um, there is some uh, delay with the power to said, um, said, said machines, but I mean, to, to a man, everybody that, uh, and woman, and child, and visitor, uh, everybody is basically raising concerns about what the introduction of car parking charges is actually going to do to the, um, you know, to sort of the character of, of Rogerman and, and how we all uh, sort of operate. So I think we just have to keep plugging on and I'm showing that um, you know certainly the short-term car parking charges are not in anybody's best interests and at a time when Cheshire West is putting out very positive press releases saying there's going to be 10 million pounds of potential money to transform the high streets in places like Ellesmere Port and Winsford that uh, is likely to come from the government's transforming high streets grant the best thing they could do to transform our high street is not to actually turn the damn parking machines on. That would uh, that would certainly be uh, our. We already know it's having a harmful effect. Um, for example, we know that some uh, classes which would otherwise go on at, at Brio at the leisure centre have already now been moved to the King's Church. Um, you know, if you're thinking with a green agenda and you want to reduce the amount of travelling. That's right, put car parking charges and force them to people to drive closer to Halsby. I mean, it's, of course, it's also the car parking charges are going to deny the council's own company of revenue uh, because of what it's doing. I mean, the madness is just writ large. As you know, the Halton Curb opened yesterday and the formal inauguration was uh, this morning in, in Liverpool. Um, but what was fascinating, walking down to... Um, to the station was how the car park was not as full as you might have anticipated. And certainly when I came home early because of this meeting, I would have expected that car park, as it normally is, to be absolutely round full. It wasn't. Why? Almost certainly because people are worried that they're going to be facing the car parking charges and all the rest of it. So the evidence that being counterproductive is already in place ever before the charges uh, fire up. I mean, we, uh, we, we persist in, in raising the issue of signage. So uh, today when uh, I got back into Frodham uh, around sort of five o'clock, uh, there was the inevitable queue of cars on the, on the road down past Glebes. Um, that's, we, we all sort of take that as being part of the car park. That's where the double yellow lines are going because we will go into the car park through the exit which is why the current entrance is so tight. So you, you see how people are clipping the, the curve going into, into the car park through the current entrance, because that's going to be the exit. But 
you know, there is no signage anywhere explaining this to people. And I think we're, we're going to see certainly a big bleed of traffic onto rural roads, which is not going to help the air quality or the congestion or people's uh, general demeanour when people park uh, outside. I, I feel very houses. sorry for residents on places like Sandfields, Whitney Close, Whitehall Place, Blue Hatch. Blue Hatch. They are, even the community centre car park, they are all going to become the short-term diversionary car parks until steps are taken there. So the fight to get rid of these bloody restrictions will continue for as long as I have breath. Uh, because it's absolutely unacceptable and, and I've got to the shocking realisation that if these charges come in, our own Cheshire West and Chester Council almost certainly is our public enemy number one. And I don't say that willingly or lightly, but that's how deleterious these charges are or the potential effects to us are. Uh, and it's, it, it's madness. Anyway, let's talk about something happier. Let's talk about the festival in the park on the 7th of July, shall we? Um, Castle Park Trust will be doing a, a, a public consultation on the 7th of July because we want to change the trust deed that affects Castle Park uh, and in particular we want to, to make it clearer that we can do more things in the park, the park will remain open, we want to be able to raise more money but the key, crucial thing is the park remains open and free for everybody who wants to use it on that basis but we can have more events to raise money to support the park, that's, that's the broad idea. Now, um, I wonder whether this council would like to join Cheshire West and Chester in doing a lot of consultations. Maybe too quick for you, but I know that this council has a number of charitable trusts that itself has, that those deeds are not fit for purpose. They date from the First World War in, in many cases. It might be the opportunity to have a consultation that actually the Charity Commission wants to see to say we would like to change uh, those charitable trust deeds. Uh, and what have you. And, you know, I don't know how people feel attached to Manly Road Cops as an example, but think about being able to sell that particular asset for a house or something of that order or, or a garden and using that money for the charitable purposes for recreation. That's one way of raising money to do something good, to improve recreation services without putting up the precept. You know, and, and we need to be looking at things like this. Uh, to, to look at ways forward where we can do things, we can be creative without hitting the council tax. CCTV. Uh, CCTV. Um, uh, we would um, very, very much like to invite um, Frodham Town Council, uh, when you get yourself um, up and running and you've agreed all your committee structures, to perhaps sort of have a serious think about how together we can actually, um, you know, de define a plan for the town. Uh, it's very much looking as if the Cheshire West approach for the next four years is going to be uh, on the stronger communities theme and you know my, I, my, my personal wish is that nobody tells Frodham what makes Frodham Frodham unless it's Frodham that's going to do the telling. Uh, I would hate to see Cheshire West and Chester arrive with a ready-made plan of what they think a strong Frodham uh, looks like when they've spent really the last four years trying to uh, undermine us and take funding uh, away from us. So I would really like to think that uh, you know together we can work on um, you know some of the work that we've already got underway working with our local businesses for example uh, around how we can make sure that when CCTV which is all part of having safer streets um, uh, as we like to think of it uh, when CCTV comes to town, it comes to town on our terms and not just the two cameras that Cheshire West and Chester thinks will, will do the job. 
we know that there are all sorts of um, you know issues that face our residents and our communities and I think it needs to be us in the driving seat for that not uh, Cheshire Western Chester coming in and telling us how to uh, to do some of these things I think the art of the possible really is to actually have a look at you know some of the great things that we've got you know our great local businesses you know people with um, uh, you know the ability to to help us and you know in in return we can help drive some of uh, you know some extra revenue through our local businesses which will uh, hopefully strengthen uh, you know th them as local businesses to take on uh, more people more jobs and you know continue to thrive Dan and I will be bringing a meeting together of Cheshire West uh, the police and crime commissioner or his representatives if he'll come um, with the business community in, in Frodsham to see what can be done. We've already had exploratory talks and we're pretty clear that we know exactly what can be done with the help of the business community. We can actually have an extensive system as you actually want to have and at a very, very sensible and reasonable uh, price. It's just a matter of being innovative and being sensible. You're welcome to join us in relation to that and rather have you with us rather than debate it. I'd actually like you around the table if you'd like to, uh, to come along uh, for uh, and to do that. And finally, the 1st of June, uh, our wonderful signals in the park there, they are the ones that came from Frodsham Junction. I was, what, it was wonderful, I was able to thank uh, Network Rail uh, personally again this morning. We've got the signals because when they announced the, um, the project for the Halton Curve, I asked for them, and Network Rail volunteered straight away. It's Network Rail that's made them smaller, that's refurbished them, that's planted them. I actually met the guy responsible for the planting this morning and thanked them all personally. 1st of June is the opening ceremony for those, and I'm sure we all know the history associated with the clock being five minutes past, the rail journey, so on and so forth. And I think they look marvellous. Um, I'm delighted that uh, that's come forward, and we want Network Rail there too to, to thank them again. And I think, uh, I think that event is something that we'd like everybody to turn up to, because it really is a celebration of the North Cheshire Rail Users yeah. Group, who are the real heroes when it comes to the Halton Curve. I mean, today on social media, it's been like the uh, the great and the good, you know, lobbying for, we've done the Halton Curve, we've done the Halton Curve. There is nobody who has fought longer and harder to reinstate the Halton Curve than Encrug. Um, can I just ask, uh, come back to, you said there were three no motions that you put forward to Cheshire West. I've got uh, suspended <coughs> I've got air quality concerns. And one is a technical one about notices of motion yeah. making it. Uh, sometimes we have our, no our proposed notice of motion thrown out and we're never allowed Quite to argue often. why that they've got been thrown out. Sometimes the reasons we're given are actually wrong, wrong fa in fact and wrong in law, and it's driven me insane. Uh, so I've actually suggested they give us an extra 24 hours and they have to come back and tell us why and give us the opportunity to argue why they're wrong. It's actually very simple and a matter of natural justice and democracy, but it's taken eight years to get there. Thank you. Mr Chair, yes, a couple of questions, if I may, Lynn and Andrew. Um, firstly, Andrew, when we looked at the potholes on Ashton Drive, I'll just remind you, those have been repaired in the last 18 months three Times. Shocking, isn't it? Three times. Yeah. The money that the council must have wasted, instead of doing a good job to start with, Quite. is right. amazing. The other thing is, there is some confusion over blue badge holders. A lot of the older people where I live have been asking, can they? are they going to pay, are they not going to pay? Because the signage doesn't say anything. 
Well, that's the this current the signage, not the yeah. new signage. No, no charging for blue badges. And last but not least, Andrew, you've mentioned consultations about three times. Yes. I'm frightened with Cheshire West and Chester and consultations yeah. because they turn out that they have consultations costing over £100,000 and they don't listen to what the consultation comes up with the answer. So I'm a little bit frightened when you say that we should go into lots of consultations because it worries me that we'll be spending and nobody will be listening. Well, well the, the idea of our consultation is a public event where Lynn and I are doing the legwork and you know, we don't cost anything to the community per se, we're just there because we like it, we're, we love the community. I agree with you, there, this isn't a glossy uh, policy, this isn't a glossy way of doing things, this is real people talking to real people and getting signatures. And we've, we've done this before, uh, where you know, the, the town council uh, literally set the agenda and asked the questions. And then, you know, we get local people involved so they know what the council is spending their money on uh, and they get behind the, the, the projects. I mean, uh, Mally makes a very good point that, you know, it was quite shocking to us. I mean, we knew the figure was high, but, you know, to just before the elections to find that Cheshire Western Chester is the second highest spending authority in the whole country on consultants has blown 15 million quid on consultations and consultants is really unbelievable at a time when we've got no money yeah. to fix Ashton Drive yeah, and how we are. Yeah, okay. We're, what time in the park? December 4th. So, for the 1st of June. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, I'll confirm to you when I get it. Can you circulate it to the clerk and I can let you Can I just raise one thing, and um, I didn't mention it briefly to Andrew before, um, they've been out probably today putting up the signs on Main Street for the two hour parking restriction. Um, some signs allow for the Thursday market, so they say something different to the ones on the other side of the road, but they put them on the wrong side of the road. Brilliant. So parking restrictions are suspended on a, Wednesday, on a Thursday now on the so can I just ask everybody as well, if you're chatting to people who live in and around Main Street, can you just check that they've been contacted by the council for residence parking permits? Again, because some, some are and some are some not. Some some again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you can some just... Well, well, that's, a, that's a, a, sort of a slightly separate process. Okay. The, so that's the, the trouble is, all this is going to creep out and out. Every road that's affected by other parking is going to want them. And soon we're all going to have £60 residence parking permits per, per car to park outside our own houses. And, but it doesn't guarantee you any. doesn't guarantee you. Okay. Can I just ask um, what's your solution um, that you're putting forward for the air quality on Ashton Drive and how we lay? It's not, it's not air quality, it's, it's repairs. The, oh, the pollution? The potholes. The, 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 the solution we're, we, For the traffic pollution? There's, there's at least two immediate things that can mm. be done. Uh, the first one is altering the traffic lights at the Bears Paw. So much of our congestion is determined by those traffic lights. Okay. And if they were more intelligently controlled and managed, yeah. and we actually kept traffic flowing, that would be the issue. The real, the real problem 
is internal combustion engine vehicles putting out fumes. We, we had a study done that demonstrated it wasn't industry that was causing pollution. That's why we've got so many air monitors in Frodsham, because of the work we've been doing for the last 12 years and making sure Lots we have... Lots of data on the website. If you're huge, huge amounts. We, I was worried originally by the park homes next to the 56. It turns out they're actually pretty clean because the traffic's going fast. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the fallout of the fumes is actually very, yeah. Yeah, very close. Yeah, we just need to... Thank you, Anna. Okay, but, uh, but it's, Two minutes now to sum up right, on so dangerous questions. It's getting rid of congestion, but also where, car, where cars are stopped, mm. they should turn their engines off. And loads I mean, of little tiny initiatives that we could all do together, yeah. like green walls around... Um, yeah, yeah, around the cars have start, start mine. Well, yeah, yeah. Or electric like mine, yeah, for this, yeah. Or cycling. Yeah, thank you. 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 Yeah, can I just make a point, uh, Chairman? When the ceremony badges were originally introduced, the whole idea was it was nil cost to the town. For those who wanted them, that was fine, but they had to pay for them. So the whole principle of this is that it really shouldn't have to feature here because there really shouldn't be any cost incurred no. by this council unless we want to make a special award of somebody and then we all know why we're doing it. Yeah. So it saddens me greatly. And, and the that person we have who this raised this at the last meeting has not returned. So okay. do we have a what exactly what it what, sorry, what exactly is it about? It was raised at, at the um, annual parish meeting. So I I propose chairman that we have no no further investigation of this and just let the water go over Could I just ask a question? Um, a lot of councillors now have returned their badges. Um, I would actually say, like, suppose that this no longer becomes something that councillors are given. Um, and I would like them all accounted for because I don't know how many you've got now, Joe. Um, but um, there have been a lot returned. I'm too short. You're too short. So do you know who those are from? Is okay, so what's the proposal that's going forward then? I've, I've made my proposal. I'll go out as a seconder. That, that's it. I mean, my concerns are, we were talking about money earlier. I was told that these cost £70 each. They did, they did. Right. So that's £140. Mm. We've got two missing. Um, you know, oh, so what would they do, if they were returned, what would they do with them? Is there not a record of who's got no. them? No. 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 Going back historically, when the badges were handed out, the council did not set up a system to record who they were given to and to make sure they came back. No. And that is where this has all stemmed from. Um, people who have served as mayor are entitled to buy a past mayor's badge. Um, and one councillor bought his own and was a bit of a hoo-ha about that. But it's already been fully invested. We know um, that the badge was bought and paid for by that councillor after he'd been mayor. Yes. We know that the council did not have an inventory system to record who received badges and when they were given back. Right. And Joe has accepted that and has set up a, re a recording system. But if we're going to carry on and try and locate these two missing badges, it could be that, you know, we end up costing the council a lot more than um, 
£140 of Joe's time okay. to try and do it. I think you've contacted past councillors. Could I just say one thing? That when I resigned off the council, councillor Judith Pictry handed my past councillor's badge yeah. to the then town clerk, Hazel. I also handed okay. in Claire Collins, Collins Doyle's badge. Okay, that's noted, Pat. I just wanted to ask, like originally, we must have had some uh, recollection of who were handed badges. No, no, they were handed we to the town meeting four years ago, and a couple of councillors said they didn't want them. Oh, it might be that they've been lost somewhere in the office because we've moved offices. There's been turnover of staff. Okay, so I'm going to make this on again. Can I ask Right, uh, I just thought I was under the impression, I might be completely wrong, but I was under the impression that the people that you got them off of, it's a, we got the name now, where you get the badges from. Petrini. Petrini. That it was only anybody from the council that could order it. Yes, well, we didn't. We didn't put that system in place. No, it wasn't in no, but, uh, I'm saying if somebody else has ordered one, I didn't think that was possible. I thought it had to be. Moving forward, council. it's not possible. I can't say what happened before my time. No, no that's what no, I. That's all I can say. Okay, so Fred's Frank, proposal was there is put to bed. We have a seconder for that, but do we need an amendment to that? Well, that's a new proposal. Maybe it should yeah. come to a. a a future council. Okay, so Frank's proposal is that this item is closed. Do we have a seconder for that? Okay, can we have a show of hands on that? Against and abstentions. Sorry, can we just do the against again? Sorry. Four, four, two against, abstentions. So, Frank's proposal is carried that uh, you investigate no further. Right. Thank you. And there's no additional. Nothing else you can no. Okay. That's the end of the. Right. Good. Sorry, Caroline, did you. Sorry. Were you Caroline, making a new proposal? Do you have a counter proposal? No. no. Yeah, we, we just need a point that, uh, that uh, we do need to actually suspend um, standing orders again for a moment, and Joe will explain that. Uh, we're going to move on in a second to look at chairs allowance um, and whether that should be reinstated to cover the ceremonial mayor expenses for this year. Um, originally, the council decided in January that they would um, cut that budget entirely. We have a six-month rule that says that uh, if something comes back before the council, within six months, it shouldn't be considered. However, uh, I am recommending that you suspend standing order number seven, and under standing order 10A, XB, which are motions that don't require written notice, you can suspend the standing order 7A to enable discussion and resolution on whether you wish to reinstate the chair allowance. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have a proposal in a second? Yes, yeah, I have a Can I speak on it? Yeah, you're proposing it. You're seconding it. And you're seconding. Yes. Show of hands on that, please. Okay, okay so, so that's, that's unanimous. So you can now go on to Okay, so you can go on and discuss it now. So, Frank, you yeah. went first. Yes, thanks,
I, I think this is only right and proper. I said it at the time when it, I wasn't um, as one of the knights I had on. Any, any mayor of this council, I think, um, must have their allowance. I found it uh, myself very hard um, because when I uh, sent my deputy mayor on and he, he had to claim his ticket money and everything, and rightly so he should. But um, what I had left over, I give away to um, like the people who thoroughly work for this council, like the Round Table, the Rotary Club, and like the Youth Club, and different things I give money to because I, I felt uh, they deserved a little bit of what I got. Although I spent, and I must admit it, I had spent uh, nearly uh, £2,000 of my money. What's £2,000? Uh, after yesterday when I launched uh, uh, one for, for Council in Malipon. I think, while we're on this, what I'd like to, Mr Chairman, if it's possible, I'd like to send this back to the PMP, and I'll tell you why, is that I felt out of the way when I presented Frogium, which I Look. And when I went to big dues and people turned up with a chain, I thought I got mine from a car boot sale. <laughs> I was I was disgusted with it. And the little one what my wife wore. I thought it was deplorable. So what I'm asking this council is, and um, I'm making a proposal is that I'd like this to go back to, I'm not refusing the money for the mayor because he, de he deserves it or she deserves it, whoever takes the position. And you've taken the position, uh, Councillor Jones, and I admire uh, for doing so. But I want this to go back to the PMP so as I can discuss and fetch forward to another council meeting that about this money and the regalia you can wear. We, can I just ask, Frank, that they, they are, to be fair, they're two different yes. issues. Well, the regalia is one, and it right, is on then. the agenda. Well, I propose the thousand pound. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andrew was next. Um, I very much support the reinstatement of this allowance. If you don't have it reinstated, it means that only people who can afford to be mayor become yeah. mayor, and that's yeah. not what Frodsham is. You know, the fact that it becomes the, the old and wealthy is not all. Uh, we want to have everybody. I think it's wonderful that we've got a young man uh, being mayor. It's, it's exactly what this town needs, exactly. and it's not fair to ask him to subsidise Frodsham. Um, I think, if anything, Frodsham should subsidise him, and I think £1,000 should cover most expenses, but I think Frank's right. I think it's very likely that he'll exceed it. I know when I was mayor, I was I didn't have the benefit of the uh, velvet under the, underneath it, and it damaged four jackets or something that I had. I mean, you just you shrug your shoulders and you take it, because it's such an honour to be the mayor, but I would hate it to be a rich man's or a rich woman's plaything, and I think it's yeah. very important. Yeah. And the little sum of money that this is, even if you don't spend it, the ability to recognise others' contributions, to be able to divert it to, some, to, to as a token of respect and everything else is so important. So I, I think this is essential. And in terms of regalia, don't forget there's the Vale Royal regalia sitting in Cheshire West doing nothing. We are the only town in Vale Royal, um, and we really should be saying to Cheshire West, can we borrow, buy, take the regalia that's there 
which is a little bit better than what Frank was okay. describing. Thank you. Yeah, I fully support um, the reinstatement of the fund. Just to put Andrew correct, I did a pre uh, approach Bale Royal and they refused to lend it to us. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> um, but I was very lucky. I had a, a mother who sponsored and supported me. Um, but I would like it. I couldn't take any of the money, and we, Judith and I didn't spend a penny in our mayor and chair's year out of the fund, but we weren't allowed to give it away. So I'm glad that Frank's been able to give it away because Hazel said we couldn't touch it and it just went untouched. But I fully agree. As Liam knows, because he's been to occasions, it's not just the ticket price, it's £20 for raffle tickets, yeah. it's a fiver for this, it's a programme. If we're going to do it, let's do it properly, and he needs the money to do it. Can I just also point out that the, uh, the, the Mayor does not get £1,000 up front to go and spend willy-nilly. No. Everything has to be requested. Oh, yes. well, I, 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 in the past, Crodron Town Council used to give the 1000 up front. Yeah, right. What I wanted to add to this is that um, that fund has also got to support the junior mayors. We have two junior mayors, and if the, the money isn't there, then they can't go to events. So uh, uh, that is a, a big service to the community. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think we, we have quite a percentage of, uh, you, you know, ex-mayors around the table here. And being one myself, everybody runs this differently. And we were a little bit, you know, in the middle in that we, we tried, we, we felt obliged not to use the money, and I think that shouldn't be the case. As you said, if we're having a mayor, then we should fund it. You, you know, that's the way. And, and I think we were in a position where we, we were spending, you know, I was spending money because I was almost, oh, well, I mustn't touch it, I mustn't touch it. And we tended to use it for the junior mayors to finance things and that. Um, so, you, you know, it, I, I will say, and it didn't sit easy with me taking a thousand, and I, I think that, spec, you know, not especially because Liam is, is I think it's great that a young person is now representing Fred Jump, you know, fantastic, and not saying that he's any less able, I've got to be careful. It's a low income. That, yes. you, know, yeah, you, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't put low income with, with young age, but I, I think... I, I will publicly say I think it would be made a bit more difficult than it has been for some of us. So I, I think we should reinstate it. Thank you. Thank you. So we have a proposal from Frank to reinstate it. And I'll second that. And a vote, please. It's unanimous, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, can I have it put on the agenda for the PMP about the I, I, I mean, again, we financed the chain ourselves, you know, you did, things like you? that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so um, we're now at, just to make this move up, we're now at 34 and uh, reinstating standing orders again, uh, co option policy and procedure. Um, just for information, there was a little bit of, not confusion, but we just needed clarification. Uh, as to whether, uh, as you know, we're three members down, if you like, and hopefully get us back up to full strength. And there was some discussion as to whether that could be come through, through co-option or whether elections would have to be uh, carried, you know, called. And Joe uh, approached uh, Chalk and Quack um, and... You know, sort of got yeah, it's being confirmed that, that a by-election can't be called immediately following yeah. 
an election. So the document that was circulated, which you've all had again, should stand without any um, any further discussion. It has all been clarified with Chalk and with the monitoring officer at Cheshire West and Cheshire West solicitor. Okay, Andrew. Thank you. I, it's interesting, isn't it, that the, the electorate has given us a council of 13 at, at, at the moment. And for years I've argued that this council should have 12 members, not 16. We're actually very, very close to, yeah. to 12. Um, obviously, there's the formal process that has to be gone through, and that's in the procedure you just uh, noted, what have you. I wonder if there is no interest, whether that's the opportunity to go back to Cheshire West and say, look, we'd like a governance review, and the governance review is to reduce us to 12. Um, and, and take the opportunity as soon as we can do. Um, but obviously, if people want to come forward when, when the positions mm -hmm. are advertised, that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but what better time when the all-out elections are coming? Yeah. You see, there are you know there are only thirteen. I, I, 13 I think what's happened here is a little bit out of our hands and reflective of what's going on in down that there, London, isn't mm -hmm. it? Um, you know, and, and I think that's. You know, I, I was quite surprised having stood in, in my ward when I think there was seven or, or eight stood in that ward, you know, very surprised what, what happened this time. But I'm not making excuses, maybe people aren't interested, but I think it might have been a one-off and, you, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Well, back to this, we have the, we, we, we have the policy there um, and we need to approve that procedure. Um, I'm happy to approve, but don't forget the policy says just because people come forward for co-option doesn't mean we no, have to do no, it. No. And that's the, that, I think, is the time. If, if nobody wants an election in due course, then that's our opportunity to actually really seriously consider this um, and with a view to, to going forward. And if that was the case, for example, uh, obviously Lakes Ward is the only one with, uh, with four members. I'm sure between the, the four members of Lakes Ward, we might have a conversation and you might find yourself with three members there. Can we just get back to the point, if I could have a proposal for a second over the co-option process, and then we can go on to what's next. Happy to propose it. Thank you. So, uh, have we got a second for that policy? Okay, can I just ask for one small amendment to it? Um, you, they need to say which ward they want to be co-opted for. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's not my plain in That's not on the application form no. anyway, I couldn't see yes. it. Okay, thank you. So, then with that covered, have we got a seconder? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And a vote on that. Thank you. So then. Okay, just, okay, okay, so are we anyone against that proposal? Any abstentions? Okay. And then just moving on from that, the next thing is are you going to, do you want the clerk to put up a co option notice or would you want to wait? Uh, is there any rush? Is there a time limit that we have to adhere to? No, 35 days I do believe I need to inform Cheshire West if the council decided not to go for co-option and ask what they would wish the council to do in that case. I don't think there is any great rush until we've got the council sorted out and the yeah. committee's yeah. reviewed. Um, but if we do decide to go down the co-option route, I would suggest that we, because we, we are committed to having some, uh, taking some pages in Project Life magazine from time to time. And I think it would be an opportunity to do a, a spread on the new council, a bit of a biography on the new councillors, and then include um, you know, an advertisement for co-option for the three 
vacancies. Yeah. So I can record that at this point in time yeah. the council is not going forward with no. co-option. So that's right. Okay. Could I just mention, I feel that if someone is going to be co-opted onto the council, the sooner the better that, that it's, because then everybody gels together. If you wait another three months down the line, I'd feel yeah, that's... Yeah, I endorse your... Yeah, I feel that's their sort of... Okay, not, so yeah. we need to, we, we need to take a vote on this. Oh, it's, it's going to be July before we next meet anyway. So, so as, so as, as it's not there as a specific item on the agenda, can we defer till July? Yeah, okay, yeah. but it, it, it must I go think, on the agenda in July. I yeah. think that's what long too too long because you're halfway through the year. I think there was there was no you two well yes. with there having to be an election on Lakes Ward, that means that there's one person that wants to be on the council, doesn't it? They might want to be co opted on. That would be up to them to apply for co option. So or to let them know that there is a co-option when there is a co-option. Right. Right. So, we, we, so we've got a real split here, so we, we need to do something about that, um, right. because people are not happy with it carried forward and that. Judith, if you want to make a quick point. Well, I'm happy if between now and July, we get this entry into Frodham Life for the new council and get the advert in, probably in, say, the June edition, if we can do that, so for we'll, we'll, to give until so July. So the proposal now then, just the proposal is that we do go for co-option because just we were saying we but weren't adopting co-option. Yeah. Actually so we, we, we need to have a proposal here to keep this tight and we need to have a vote on it. So so are, we, are we doing the right thing here? Isn't it the yeah. proper procedure to advertise the notice of vacancy and then to see whether people want to stand, in mm -hmm. which case there may be an election if there's more than I think ten signatures or whatever is required to force the election. It's only if that after the notice of vacancy has been posted does the issue of co-option actually arise. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So well, I think I don't think we've got the, the process. We've got to co-opt. You don't have to co-opt. No. no. You can. But we have a split here. We, we have a definite split. Could, could I just make that up? Yeah. I, I, and then. If we were to have another by-election. That's going to cost us more money. That's down to the public, not us. Yes, we don't. Have so I, 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 I've lost the process here. Can somebody... I, I was informed that because there has been an election, so this is different at this time of year than last year, because there wasn't an election last year, that because there has just been an election, then members of the public haven't got an option to call for a by-election. and it's Just to, yet. Just yet, yeah. And it's how long have we got before... 35 days and then the Cheshire West can make the decision whether what the, how they wish the council to proceed with that if the council has not made a decision to But if we wanted to co-opt, we've got to do it within 35 days? No, no. no. But after 35 days we can go to Cheshire West. Could I just go back on one thing? If we're going, no disrespect to, uh, to Project Life, but surely that would cost money to do that. Whereas if you, if the clerk we've put that forward... We've just different that we're advertising the... Co-option document, don't we? You say advertising it in there. But can't I think, bearing in mind how long we've been in the meeting, that I'm going to have to call an extraordinary meeting anyway, mm. once the internal audit has been done. I'm looking at that uh, meeting as soon as possible after the internal audit, which is next Thursday. So if I call an extraordinary meeting in two weeks' time with yeah. those two items on the agenda. Yes, yes, yes. perfect. Yeah, that's a good solution, not a compromise. That's a good solution. Is everybody happy with that? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Can I just be clear okay. that on the process, do 
do you have to advertise it for somebody to actually ask to be co-opted on? Yes. So somebody can't just come and say, I yeah. want to be co-opted So you, you've got this co-option policy that was in your okay. pack. If you go through that, there's an application form in there okay. which says what uh, residents need to do if they're interested. And uh, as Judith pointed out, I need to add onto there that they need to state which ward they, would, they wish to stand for. But when you advertise it, it, doesn't have, it shouldn't have to cost us money. No. no, it can no. go in the notice board. Yeah, yeah. right. And on the yeah. website. So we'll have to okay, so that can be decided at the, yeah, the extraordinary meeting. meeting. Okay. So those two items are going on. So that's the internal audit report. Well, that, that's to sign off the yeah. uh, annual return yeah. and yeah. co-option. Okay, so we're happy on that solution there, folks, yeah. Okay, moving on then, 35 is councillors' reports. Um, this is always on the agenda as a standing item. It's to receive from reports from the meetings that we discussed earlier where people may be represented, different bodies, etc. Um, have we anything to come to the table at this time? I don't think so. Uh, oh, sorry. Just, just not a, a meeting to enter, because I wasn't allowed to go because of burden. But uh, if you remember, I brought forward a suggestion that we would have to drive safely for longer. Yeah, I, I was stopped from going to yeah. two of those because uh, but of burden again. The two that have been held have been great success. Right, There's a waiting good. list, yeah. so there are going to be more events. Good. Yes, just sorry, quickly. Yeah. Um, the halting curve is here, hooray! Um, this was supposed to open last year around about December and the time before that I think it was August again. That was due down, down to the lack of carriages. Um, as we know it was Arriva Trains Wales that was the franchise that was running it. Uh, well, that service anyway along the project. Uh, it's now Transport for Wales that's running that franchise. And we can now get a train from Wrexham Central through to Chester, Ellsby, Frodsham and Brunkhorn. Liverpool South Parkway, which is John Lennon Airport, and to Liverpool Lime Street, as councillors Dawson Riley have already explained. The grand opening happens at Lime Street, and the big campaigner and the big thank you that needs to go to is the Rail Users Group, who have been yeah. campaigning for this last 30 years. Um, and to celebrate that, uh, they've all got you a Alton Curve Magnet. So, so, thank you. Wow. I know there's more applause you close they got more stuff. Um, uh, uh, Sandstone Bridge signs have gone up. Yeah. 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 We didn't get it. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. You will notice that the, the Sandstone Bridge signs have gone up on the entrance to Frogham, the three signs. Um, talking about the Rail Users Group, if we can source funding, um, the Rail Users Group are quite happy for those signs to go on the platform as well at Frodsham Station, mm -hmm. uh, which again, especially with what's happening now, we've got people from further afield coming through, that's got to be really good at 
our shop window to front gym really as well, the, so a little bit of a tie in. Yeah, well, the sandstone uh, ridge uh, sign is already there um, on the good shed side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some of the you know, face yeah, yeah, awards. Yeah. Out of interest, Dan, which is the fair from the project? So, an off peak fair plus return to Lime Street from Frodgen is £5.60. But bear in mind it's going to cost you four quid to travel across return. the Return. Can I just. Can I just take one point? My, my partner used the, the service on yesterday. Yeah. Um, the, the ticket machine on the platform is, was charging people £12 something. So she actually advised, because she's a regular train user, to advise people to buy their tickets on the train. On the train. And it was 5 60 return. Plus, also the announcement was from 1970-something on the... On the train, yeah, mm -hmm. I recorded that they kept it. Was a, so it was, a, yeah. But the, the, we need there's definitely a problem with the, the, the tickets. Watching one of the trains go over the bridge on Fountain Lane this afternoon, I think some of the rolling stops were in the 1970s. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't the most. It wasn't uh, so, you know streamlined. Okay, uh, we have a clerk to report now, folks, if we can just... Uh, just to, I've circulated uh, an email today from the Friends of Castle Park, which is not the same as uh, Councillor Dawson's group, uh, just to say what they're, what they're looking at doing and uh, what they hope to achieve, that's just for your information. Um, and then, 37? Yeah, the date of the next meeting, is, uh, the full council meeting is Monday the 22nd of July, but please... You know, bear in mind that we're going to be calling we're going to be calling the general meeting in the interim. We'll be next week, it could be early as possible weekend. Yeah. 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 Sorry, uh, you need to send your return off, your nil return most likely, yeah. for your expenses. I know I've got some of them off for you, but it needs to be with Cheshire West by the 30th. Yeah, okay. So I'd, I'd like to bring the meeting to a close. Thank you very much for attending this evening. Okay. And uh, I know we didn't sort of too big of a welcome to our new members and returning members um, and uh, thank you for you know we've got through a lot of money so we'll put close the meeting at 9.23.